Five Stones Church thanks you for listening to this message from Pastor Ryan Smith. For more information, events, and the latest news, consider connecting with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Together, we can awaken a generation. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. For, just reach out and grab your Bible. Don't act like you're shocked by that. You say you're going to let kids' church go? Nope, we're just going to, just give me 15 minutes. Okay? I brought, I'm going to bring these guys a chair because they're not going down either. So I know it's fall break and everybody's got stuff going on, but I've got to drop this in you. Can I, can I get a, a tailor-made word from God into your spirit? Oh, thank you, Anthony. You're, y'all really confusing me right here because y'all like either exhausted or confused by what we're doing. I just, I just, if I don't drop this in your spirit, I feel like I would leave here incomplete. Because I think sometimes in our life, some of you feel like what's going on in your life in the way of trials and storms and difficulties didn't have the hand of God in them. And I need to tell you today, some of the stuff you went through, you had to go through. And sometimes you don't understand that the things you have to go through are not because God is punishing you. He's just trying to get you to a place where He can bless somebody else. And some of the hell you've had to go through is so somebody else will know the heaven that you've experienced. And I know it doesn't seem fair, and I know that storms are uncomfortable, and pain is uncomfortable, and all of us want to be immune. I understand that. But I felt like there's just this wrong just an urgency in my spirit that some of you need to know that some of the stuff you've been through and maybe some of the stuff you're going through right now is necessary. If you have your Bibles, turn to the, to the 27th and 28th chapter of Acts. You can look there if you want. I don't know that I'll get to it. I may just quote it, but that'd be all right, right? Can I just walk this out for a moment? Never mind. I'll just quote it. In the 27th chapter of Acts, we find the Apostle Paul on a ship with 276 other people. He was there because he was a prisoner. He was there because he had to go to Rome. He was there where he was going to face certainly death because of being a gospel preacher. There's a thought for you. The Apostle Paul, the anointed man of God... Had a lot of struggles, didn't he? A lot of difficulties, a lot of troubles. But the Bible says in the 27th chapter that he finds himself on a ship. And on that ship, they find themselves in the midst of a terrible storm. One translation calls it a hurricane. We ought to know a little bit about those things around here in in Florida and in Texas. But they found themselves in a, a terrible storm. And the Bible says that for 14 days they didn't see the stars or the sun. It was a terrible, horrible storm. You ever felt like you've been in a storm that wouldn't quit? You ever felt like you've been in some stuff you couldn't see your way out of? You ever been in some stuff you couldn't even find your direction? Your equilibrium was all jacked up. You couldn't find nothing in it. You just knew that you were being tossed by the waves and the wind. Paul's in the middle of a ship in the midst of a terrible storm. But the Bible says that he gets a word from God. I believe it's the 22nd verse of the 27th chapter. He said, but he gets a word from, a, from the angel of the Lord that shows up and says, be of good courage. 
Be of good courage. Don't give up hope. Don't give up hope. You're not going to die in this storm. You may lose the things you think you need, but you're not going to die. Somebody needs to hear me today. You're not going to die in the storm you're in. You're not going to die in the place you're in right here. Yeah. I just need 15 minutes, and then, then we're going to go back to worship and prayer. But, but <laughs> I think, I ought to open my Bible, but I think, the 22nd verse says, but now. Is that what it says? Huh? Come on, somebody confirm it. Yes, it says, but now. 22nd verse, right? It says, but now. Can't you hear the Holy Ghost saying that to you today? But now. But now. But now. I know you see the storm, but now. I know you see the trouble, but now. I know you can't see the transformation coming out of it, but now you're about to receive a word. How many understand the words you receive from God are not only peace in your present, but they're also going to be peace in your future. Sometimes you've got to get a word in the storm to let you know how you're coming out of a storm. Ah, sometimes you need a word in the middle of the storm to let you know the storm's not unto death. See, here's what's interesting. The Bible says that while they're in the midst of that, the angel of the Lord visits Paul, gives him this word, tells him that there will be no loss of life, to keep their courage, to keep their hope. See, what's interesting to me is in the midst of a storm, it's probably the most difficult to hear from God. In the midst of your storm, it's the most difficult to hear because the wind that you see, and the effects of the storm have a tendency to speak to your future instead of the peace of your present. And so we get distracted by what we're facing and forgetting what we've been told. Because every one of us in this room have received words from God, words like this, I ordain the steps of the righteous. Oh, hello. You, you've heard that. He ordains the steps of the righteous. I like to quote this one. And this too shall pass. Weeping may endure for a season, but joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, you quote it. You'll quote it because you know it. But your responses in the storm have to be based more on than just what you... You say, well, I know what the Bible says, Pastor. Yeah, but if you know what it says, you ought to act like it. Because when you're in a storm, there's a tendency to start throwing things overboard because of your panic. In Acts 27, he tells them nothing bad's going to happen to you. But even in their panic, they start throwing things overboard. What do you do in your storm? You panic and start throwing stuff overboard. Why? Because you're trying to figure out how to save you. And some of the stuff you're going through, you have to go through because God's got a plan beyond where you are. Hello, somebody. And so, so here's my thing. 
the 27th chapter ends with the ship busting into pieces and the men dog paddling and swimming to a shoreline in the 28th chapter of Acts. It's in the 28th chapter of Acts we find that they end up on a little island. A little island called what? Malta's. So they end up on an island. Now, the word of the Lord that came in the storm to Paul was, you've got to go to Rome. If God told you you're going to go somewhere, then you shouldn't worry about your shipwrecks. If God told you he would ordain the steps of a righteous, then you shouldn't worry about your difficulties. If God told you it's going to be all right in the end, then you shouldn't sweat the small stuff that you're going through right now. Am I right? In 27th chapter of Acts, he said, you're going to Rome. Paul had an assurance he was going to get to Rome. The problem is the shipwreck dropped him off in an island that's about 70 to 80 miles away from Rome. Why would God drop you off prematurely? Because God's a God of revival and He'll use your shipwreck to bring a message to those who don't even know you're on the way. Well, it's about to get good right here. Now, the 28th chapter starts with this. They, they, They find themselves in an uncomfortable situation. They find themselves on an island. They find themselves in a rainy climate. So they build a fire. So they build a fire. And while Paul is gathering wood, you've read this because everybody preaches this, that he's gathering wood, and when he throws the wood on the fire, a snake, a venomous reptile, comes up out of the fire, releases venom against the hand of Paul, and everybody that's standing there sees Paul with a snake hanging off of his hand, indicating that it's got a pretty good grip. I don't believe the Bible's random. I believe that just testifies that that thing didn't just barely nick him. See, sometimes God's going to let you go through the pain of the bite, but the bite ain't got no power. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all just better leave me alone right here. Because, (laughs) see, see, he'll let that thing hang off your hand. So everybody will look at it and go, oh, that's bad. Huh? (laughs) Man, that poor fella. You ought to read the Bible. It's an interesting book because the Bible says that when that viper grabbed a hold of his hand, the Bible says it's hanging off of his hand to the point the Bible says David, or David, Paul shakes it off. And I thought, man, how powerful is that? He shakes it off. But when he shakes it off, everyone around that's now witnessed this has now got an opinion about Paul. Because they look at him, Scripture says, they begin to reason and say, well, apparently he's a murderer. He should have died in the storm. See, somebody doesn't think you ought to get out. There's a lot of folk think you ought to drown in your storm. There's a lot of people that don't think you ought to get out of what you're in. But what they don't know is the plan of God is far greater than some shipwrecked storm. And there ain't a viper on the earth that can keep you from your destiny. 
Can I walk it out right here? I'm, I'm not done. <laughs> so you're for our guest. You're like, is he like this sometimes? Yeah, most of the time. Because <laughs> the Bible says that when he shakes it off, everyone knew that it was a venomous snake, and everyone knew it should swell. Everyone knew he should die. And so their opinion is, apparently he got what he deserved. you got people in your life that said the same thing about you. i got a word for you. To all your friends, to all your well-intentioned family, to all those that, that have been critical of you being on the ship to start with, all those that didn't understand your commitment, who didn't understand your loyalty, who did not understand your values, didn't understand the virtues and the victory that you demonstrated in your life. Those that wanted you to be a shipwreck. Those that wanted you to fall off the wagon. Those of you that, that well, you know, he ain't never going to make no good out of his life. She ain't never going to be no good. I got news for you. They may have wanted me to be shipwrecked. They may have wanted a viper to attack me, but I got a word for you. I'm going to shake you off baby. You ain't going to hold me. You ain't going to poison me. And you're not going to separate me from my destiny. Here it goes. Here it goes. Listen, if you ain't heard me, hear this. Because if you allow the poison of your crisis and the poison of the opinion to have an effect over you, you'll miss your assignment. Because, oh, here we go. Because the Bible says when he shakes that off, they're all now watching, and what should swell and what should surely take his life had no effect. And so right on the heels of the crisis and, and the, the opinions and all the other stuff that was ushered against, his hand didn't swell. And what should have done him in didn't do him in. And so now... The influential man on the island, because there's always somebody who's the influence. Uh huh. There's always somebody who's in charge. See, what you thought was difficulty, God said is about to be a revival. Because <laughs> in the 28th chapter, the Bible says after he shakes off the viper, now they said, wait a minute, that boy didn't die. There's something different about him. There's something unique about you. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but there's something different about you. Mm -hmm. Why? Because God had planned to bring a revival to the island of Malta. He just needed a shipwreck to get a servant there. Ah, uh, nope, 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 because you don't believe that. Because here's what i got to show you. The Bible says that while all this is transpiring in the 28th chapter, there's a man named Publis. You might change your name and pronunciation. I don't know. But there's a man who has a father who's sick. Isn't it interesting that the influential man of the island has a father who's sick? It just so happens, coincidentally, accidentally, it was a happenstance. 
that the man of influence has a father who's running a fever and has dysentery. And Paul says, where is he? So they take the shipwrecked, viper-bitten man of God. That's right. Oh, wait, I didn't hear you. We, apparently, we're not communicating adequately. They take the shipwrecked, viper-bitten man of God. The same one you thought deserved to be shipwrecked. The same one you thought should die by the viper. Now you found out there's something different about him. Why? Because God said, I'll use a shipwreck to bring revival to an island. I'll use a viper bite. I'll use a consequence. I'll use a situation to use as a, as a platform, a foundation for the miraculous. So the Bible says Paul takes his viper-bitten hand. And lays it on the body of the man with a fever and dysentery. And guess what happens? He's healed. And when he's healed, they realize there's something on this island we've never had before. And so now they start bringing the sick, the infirmed, the broken down. And Paul... Now, the shipwrecked, viper-bitten man of God is standing on an island bringing the revival of God in a place he didn't know he was going to because God can take what you went through and put you in a place where he can use you to touch somebody else that don't know what you know. Some of what you're going through is nothing more than a setup for somebody else. The Bible said he starts laying hands on people and they're starting to heal. And they're being healed. And they're being healed. And they're being healed. And they're being healed. He'd have never ended up on the island of Malta had there not been a storm. The angel of the Lord says you're going to Rome. What's interesting about the revelation of God is God don't always give you all the details. Come on, somebody know I'm right. He don't give you all the details because if he gave you all the details, you'd panic. It'd be enough to have to deal with the shipwreck. Huh? It'd be enough to have to deal with shipwreck. How many know if God would have told him, when you get to the island, you're going to get bit too? Some of us nearly died in our shipwreck. Some of us nearly died last week. Some of us nearly made it through the storms we've been under. But see, we didn't understand that God is going to use what we're going through as a testimony of His providence and His sovereignty in order to touch those who do not know what you've at least known. Am I right about that? All right, now, now I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. I told you I wasn't going to take me just a second. Because here's the thing. It had to happen. It had to happen. Why? Because God was behind the wind. What does wind do? Wind sets course. Wind sets direction. God says, you're fearing what I'm behind. Hello, somebody. You want to blame your adversary for the wind. God says, I'm behind the wind. 
I've just got to strip all this stuff that you've become dependent on so that I can get you to, to a place where people can see who I really am in you. And so God, by his sovereignty and providence, gets the Apostle Paul on an island. Now, I could have done without the snake bite myself. But they didn't know there was anything different about him until something that was in their natural world should have killed him couldn't touch him. Huh? See, some of you are going to go through some things that the enemy has planned for your death. You're going to go through some things that the fire of your experience is going to bring out against you. Some of you are going to think, well, I barely survived the shipwreck, and I sure don't want to have to deal with the uncomfortability of being in an unfamiliar place. But sometimes God's got to get you in an unfamiliar place in order to reveal to you the fire, and out of the fire comes an attack, and out of the attack comes a testimony. Out of the testimony comes a transformation, and the transformation wasn't for you it was for them because at the end of the day you're not living for you you're not here for yourself you're here to live as an ambassador and a testimony of all that is good in God stand with me in this room you say why'd you preach right then well because I wanted to And I, and I had this word just kind of just pulsating in my spirit. Because there are people in this room that feel like your storm is unto death. Your trials and your tribulations should not catch you off guard. Jesus said in John 16, 33, he said, Look, in this world you're going to have tribulation. He said, Just don't panic. I've already overcome the world. See, No matter what you go through today or tomorrow or next week, no matter what your storms are, your shipwrecks are, your pains and your perils are, if you'll not quit, God will bring you out right where you need to be. How many thought you'd have died a long time ago? How many thought you'd never got out of what you was going through? That's a lot of you found out what you thought was a setback was really a setup. It was a setup. And, and, and here's the thing about the setup. Sometimes the setup isn't for your provision. The setup is so you can be a provision to somebody else. I don't know why it is we think that if we go through the storm we should get all the rewards. I like rewards. I like spoil. I like that. But sometimes I got to go through it so I can show you how to get through it. Sometimes I got to walk through it so that you can walk through it. Sometimes I got to shake some stuff off in front of people. Those that are critical and condescending, right? Those that didn't want you to make it out, you just shake it off. Come on. See, there's some of you right here. You're like, you know, my family never thought I'd make it. You just. They want me to die, they want me to go back to my addictions. They want me to go back to my behavioral dysfunction. They want me to go back to the way I always live because it made them more comfortable if I lived like they live. But see, he brought me out not to go back like I was. So I just got to shake off your opinions. See, they always want you to come back down to their level when God's about to drop you off on an island for revival. 
can you imagine God sends the angel, says, look, tell everybody on the ship, don't panic. And, and I'm thinking if I'm Paul, I'm like, is that for me too? Yep, everybody's going to be good. Okay, good. You're going get to get to go to Rome because God had an assignment in Rome, right? God had an assignment in Rome for Paul. The problem is God didn't tell him that there was a stopping off point between the shipwreck and Rome. Isn't that just like God? Oh, he don't tell you everything because he know we'd quit. We'll take another path. I don't believe Paul had any, any knowledge that when he got to the island of Malta that there was a revival in the birth canal of God. I wonder what God's about to do that we don't recognize. I wonder what God's about to do with your life that you don't see coming. See, tomorrow your hap may be to hap up on your island. And you're going to end up in the place God's always assigned you to be. And those that didn't think you deserved it are going to be the very ones you have to shake off so that you can take what should have killed you and use it as an agent of healing. Because the very fact that Paul shook off a viper that should have killed him, he's going to use the same hand and lay it on somebody. (laughs) The very hand the enemy tried to take is the one God's going to use to lay it on the sick. And the sick shall recover. And Malta has a revival. And there's a move of God in that little island place. Why? Because God can use your shipwreck. Because sometimes your shipwreck has to happen. I don't know who told you and who gave you the theology that that, that you're never going to have any troubles. Because that's not Bible. Nor do I believe that every trouble you face is unto death. Some days it's just nothing more than a platform to release what God revealed to you in your darkest place. I love you as a people. I love you as a church. God loves you as a child and a daughter and a son of His kingdom. But don't quit. say give him a minute you're like where are you preaching this from yep it's the book I don't have a lot of wit and a lot of humor in it I just I just know where I'm at in, in my spirit in this this is what I want to read Hebrews the 10th chapter 35th verse therefore do not cast away your confidence which has great reward for you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God you may receive the promise therefore do not cast away your confidence even though you've been shipwrecked don't lose your confidence There's a great reward if you endure, especially if you're fulfilling the will of God because there's a promise in it. Somebody need to hear that today. 
Five Stones Church thanks you for listening to this message from Pastor Ryan Smith. For more information, events, and the latest news, consider connecting with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Together, we can awaken a generation.